0: Who decides medicine prices? How are vaccines made? Have questions about the healthcare industry? Welcome to 19 Conversations. Today, we're asking Nicoletta Lupi, Senior Vice President and Managing Director at MSD Italy, how can vaccines help in Europe's fight against cancer? I'm Sue Saville. Thank you for joining the conversation. Well, welcome, Nicoletta. We've heard, of course, so much about vaccines lately in relation to the pandemic. But what about that other huge health challenge, cancer? Uh, The European Commission reports that in 2020, 2.7 million people in the European Union were diagnosed with cancer. Another 1.3 million people lost their lives to it, including 2,000 young people. So, What's the role then for vaccination in fighting cancer? There are currently two vaccines that can prevent healthy people from getting certain cancers caused by viruses. So how
1: do these work? What's been their impact? So thank you. Thank you for this opportunity. Uh, Vaccines have become a trendy topic during the pandemic. In less than a year, four vaccines are available to tackle COVID-19 caused by new virus, SARS-CoV-2, And this is a miracle of science and the outcomes of a strong public private research collaboration. Vaccines are the most suitable solution to protect health and not only to avoid infectious and deadly diseases like polio, measles or meningitis, but also to prevent cancer. In particular, the discovery of the correlation between HPV and cancer led to the development of effective vaccines that can even contribute to to eliminate cervical cancer and other HPV cancers. This is why WHO and Europe's Pitting Cancer Plan included in their plans the increase of HPV vaccination rate up to 90% of adolescents. And while the efficacy and effectiveness of the vaccination to prevent high-grade cervical lesions was largely demonstrated, a recent publication of the New England Journal of Medicine proved that in Sweden, there was a decrease of 88% in cervical cancer cases in vaccinated women before 17 years of age versus non-vaccinated. This is another great result for vaccines that are really a life insurance, as a famous immunologist, Professor Mantovani, declared. As the European Commission noted in Europe beating cancer plan, 40% of all cancers are preventable. This is a fantastic news. HPV vaccination is one of these prevention measures and probably one of the best researched Papillomavirus is the second pathogen more frequently causing cancer according to ACCR and can cause cervical, vulvar, vagina cancers in women, but also anal and oropharyngeal cancer in both sexes. Cervical cancer is the fourth most common type of cancer among women worldwide and the second most common cause of death among women aged 15 to 44. So this HPV, the human papilloma virus then,
0: targeting it in that way and with the the data that you give there, the amazing impact it's had, uh, we know then that the HPV vaccination programmes started for girls and have been added for boys in some countries, but they're not
1: fully implemented though across the EU. What are the challenges there, Nicoletta? National immunisation plans are different from country to country. And the same happens to vaccination rates, depending on various factors, according to effectiveness of vaccination organisation on the one hand, and on the vaccine hesitancy of different populations. Some countries, like Italy, introduced HPV vaccination also in boys in 2014, starting from some regions and finally a national level in the 2017-2019 National Immunisation Plan. Various recommendations and position papers have been identified, and a targeted literature review has been made in 53 countries, looking into HPV vaccination recommendations. But indeed, there are still some challenges. Recently, pandemic raised an important issue regarding routine vaccinations that were delayed or even interrupted, especially in adolescents, with a huge decrease in vaccination rates in all countries, so that there is a high risk to have cohorts that lost the protection from several preventable cancers. Immunisation rates dropped in 2020 to levels not seen since the 1990s, and women were less likely to be screened and treated for cancers in 2020 compared with 2019. And was that because of the, the pandemic
0: that they weren't able to get to screening or, or to take up the vaccination call?
1: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And um, in settings where cervical cancer screening services have been able to continue, these have generally been scaled back and uh, reached fewer women. As an example, in France, it was estimated that in 2020, 160,000 girls lost their vaccination. In Italy, 68% of vaccination centers delayed vaccination in adolescents, according to a survey conducted by the Ministry of Health and the Scientific Society of Oncologists. This means that 300,000 adolescents were not vaccinated for HPV. And access to HPV vaccination is more and more discussed as a part of European Commission agenda. And this is a good signal. The last European Parliament resolution with the call to action to develop HPV vaccination programmes also to catch up with respect to the COVID-19 pandemic within EU, including boys, is an important achievement and the flagship initiative of Europe's beating cancer plan underline as well one of the most critical efforts to tackle these challenges.
0: And with those figures that you give there about the drop-off then in taking up these important vaccinations, what what can be done to get back on track, do you think?
1: Well, you know, COVID-19 has shown that despite massive disruption, we can change fast. And at least this is good news. And part of the lessons learned, some goals tend to leverage the capacity from the EU health authorities to address critical needs. Eliminate HPV-related cancers is part of the priorities. Vaccination represents one of the four steps for eliminating HPV cancers in Europe as a, a mission possible that the European Cancer Organization recommended in their report. One, high coverage rate for vaccination. Two, screening. Three, timely treatment. And four, communication. We are lucky to benefit from both safe vaccines and treatments, but there is a need to raise awareness in young people and in parents to communicate risks and benefits of prevention. As a partner in public health, our goal is to ensure access to HPV vaccines while continuing our research to include more and more real-world data. On the same time, Partner with health authorities to raise awareness on HPV diseases and prevention, for example, provide reliable evidence-based information through all media, including social media. Cancer literacy plays an important role, and this is the reason why the European Commission puts so much emphasis on health literacy with a new Project on Health Literacy for Cancer Prevention and Care. It aims to develop and share best practice to strengthen health literacy in cancer prevention and care programs. And MSD has been advocating for a long time together with European Patient Forum, the European Doctors CPME and the Global Health Literacy Academy to give health literacy a stronger role in healthcare care and to consider citizens and patients as important stakeholders for better health. That's a
0: really important point, isn't it? Raising awareness, getting out there on social media, Bringing boys into this programme is, as you were saying, more recent, and perhaps they're thinking, well, why do I need to be vaccinated? But it is important then to get that message across. And the Europe's beating cancer plan you refer to has a target of getting 90% of the EU population of girls to be vaccinated for HPV and also to significantly increase the number of boys who get vaccinated by 2030. It's a tall
1: order. Is it achievable? (laughs) Indeed, it is achievable. And uh, the most important thing it's also the political willingness that has to be displayed at every country level. And looking ahead into
0: the future then about the role of vaccines with cancer, um, this research not into just prevention, but also possibly treatment. There's a lot of work that's going on and lots more needs to be done. Are you excited about what's in the pipeline? Can you give us any
1: ideas of what lies ahead? Uh, Yes, indeed. Vaccines and preventative measures play an important role in the fight against cancer. And as I said, we are lucky to benefit from vaccines that can really be part of the solution because eliminating cancer and all HPV-related cancer is and should be a key priority and HPV vaccination can definitely be part of the solution to achieve this goal. And the good news is that research is not at a stop and we are continuing according to a very intensive research plan so as to provide further solutions to this ambitious objective. And
0: in order to overcome some of the challenges that you touched on there, uh, one of the challenges of course that's come up in the last year has been some vaccine hesitancy. Um, how has that impacted these routine vaccinations for HPV and how should that be targeted to overcome this this problem?
1: Absolutely. Well, uh, what we have to do? Speak, demonstrate and leverage this issue to make the opportunity happen. This has never been more important as the uptake of routine vaccinations like HPV has seen a sharper decline as a result of COVID-19 pandemic. And there is an urgent need to restore routine vaccination and screenings, not to have huge consequences in the future of our young generations one of the main tactics would be to highlight the importance of healthcare prevention, combat fake news, and follow what science recommends. GPs, pediatricians, public health physicians, and in some countries, pharmacists, are important to engage discussions with parents on the right information, so as to help maintain and increase routine vaccinations. Parents are the ones, especially on adolescents who will finally decide, so proactively addressing these priorities to parents remains critical. As a mother, the health of our children remains our priority. Once we receive the right information, vaccinating our children and adolescents is, from my perspective, part of our duty. At last, as you were saying, the pandemic has also challenged cancer care. We've seen delayed in diagnosis and access to care caused by the lockdowns. At the same time, cancer continued to be one of the greatest health challenges of our time. During the pandemic, the doctor-patient interactions have changed drastically, limiting face-to-face meetings. The need for health information or health system navigation support has increased proportionally with the uncertainty following the pandemic. The COVID-19 pandemic has unveiled the very clearly the gaps and challenges we face in healthcare in Europe. Europe's beating cancer plan, launched in February this year, is a commitment to prioritize cancer in Europe for each and every cancer patient, no matter where they live. This plan is also the opportunity to put patients in the center of health care. This has not always been reflected in health policies. However, when we work together with different stakeholders, we have the opportunity to succeed. We also need to look at solutions that already exist, like telemedicine, through which patients can be helped at home. Improving cancer policies and care helps bring cancer patients more moments that really matter. Let me close with a few words. Cancer patients' lives were heavily impacted by COVID-19 and the longer term consequences on cancer death, we will only know later. As we know from previous crises, the economic impact of COVID-19 will also affect the health budgets. We all need to ensure that we continue to invest in cancer care. Great progress has been made in the past 10 years, a true renaissance of science, And we must not lose sight that even during the crisis, we can change cancer patients' life.
0: Nicoletta, thank you very much. Some very
1: positive thoughts to close with there.
0: Thank you so much to my guest today, Nicoletta Lupi, Senior Vice President and Managing Director at MSD Italy. For all those insights on how vaccines can help in Europe's fight, against cancer. And thank you very much for listening to 19 Conversations. If you liked this podcast, please click the subscribe button to be the first to know when we release our next episode. And please leave a rating and a review. So until our next episode, we'd invite you to join the conversation on Twitter with the hashtag questions inspire solutions. Goodbye for now.